Hi, I'm Haley. I've been a nutritionist for over 10 years and I saw firsthand how the diet industry works, but mostly doesn't work to help you lose weight. Then I found myself 20 pounds overweight and realized the weight loss struggle has nothing to do with what you eat, but why you eat. So I went on a mission to explore the brain and its role in weight loss. And now I help my clients lose 30 pounds in 90 days by wiring their brain to weight less. On this show, you are going to learn how to wire your brain to lose weight so that you never have to diet, restrict, deprive, or willpower again. Welcome to Weight Loss Without Dieting Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Sohn, nutritionist, weight loss expert. And today we're talking about magic weight loss pills. And by pills, I don't necessarily mean pills. I mean any magic weight loss solution that's out there, which there's one very popular one right now, which is kind of sparked me, gave me the idea for this episode. Um, you'll hear a lot of celebrity about all these celebrities using it. It's a shot, uh, that is actually for diabetics, but it's being used for weight loss and many celebrities are trying it. Many of my clients have tried it or are trying it. So I'm going to go into that, but Maybe like 10 years ago, it was gastric bypass or lap band surgery. So that's a st- that's a surgery that shrinks the size of your stomach. That was really popular. And then as I was kind of putting this together, I was like, you know, I remember when I was in college, there was a pill out that was really popular as well. It, it um, prevented your body from absorbing fat. I cannot... Now that I'm saying this, because it kind of came to me as I was pushing record, I can't remember what it was called or what it's called. It may still be out. I'm not sure, but it prevented your body from absorbing fat, which was (laughs) going to help you lose weight. Um, And I remember there was a bunch of people who were using it, who were having like major GI issues because if that fat's not being absorbed, it's just running right through your tract. And that is slippery <laughs> and slidey. And there was many issues coming out about that. But I'm going to preface today's conversation episode by saying I'm not a doctor. So I'm not telling you any medical decisions to make for yourself especially if, if a doctor has recommended, I'm just sharing stories of people that I've worked with and sharing an alternate perspective on how to look at some of these things, how to think about some of these things. So I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing anything. I'm not telling you to change your mind based on my opinion. Um, if you have, if you're working with a doctor, take this back to them you know, if if you have more questions or if this is sparking something for you, but this is not medical advice in any way, shape or form. So the Ozempic shot or semaglutide, which 
if I'm saying that wrong, don't doubt my <laughs> expertise. I just, for some, I hear people say this all different types of ways. Smeglitude, I, I hear it. Sometimes it comes out like that when I say it. <laughs> it's spelt kind of weird. So I'm just going to stick with the other name that it's called, which is theozempic shot. That's It's really meant to help control blood sugar and diabetics, um, but recently has been really popular for weight loss. So you've probably heard about people doing that. And then the gastric bypass or lap band, those are kind of the two main ones we're going to talk about on today's episode. But both of them change your body's physical ability to take in food. So you literally cannot eat the same amount of food, even if you've tried. So the lap band or gastric bypass, that's shrinking the size of your stomach and changing your ability to eat as much food as you were previously eating. And Ozempic is similar. It, it, I mostly, I think it creates a lot of nausea for people and they're really not able to eat as much as they were before. So again, physically altering your ability to take in food. And with both of these, it's kind of like this magic solution. I don't have to diet. I could eat unhealthy if I wanted to, because this other thing is fixing the amount of food that I can take in for me. It is controlling how much I can eat for me. I I don't have to change anything, really. (laughs) Nothing has to change about me, how I think about food, about my habits. All I have to do is take this thing or do this thing, get this surgery, and magically, I'm going to lose weight. It's going to alter my physical ability to eat. And I can remember a time in my life when that sounded so appealing. I felt so out of control that I really thought I needed to delegate that control to someone or something else. Really, I wasn't understanding where control comes from and who actually has it when it comes to what's going in my mouth. It just really felt like this was something that there's no way I was ever going to be able to understand, wrap my brain around, get myself to change in because I really didn't have any tools or guidance for that. So of course I felt that way. And most of the people who come to me also feel this way. When I ask them, what do you want? Like, I want to feel like I'm in control. Yeah. That would feel amazing to feel in control. (laughs) And every time that we tell our control of how much we're eating or what we're eating to someone or something else, we are also taking away our ability to understand that we are the ones that have that control. 
and our ability to change, to feel in control. There's nothing more like out of control than putting, giving that over to somebody else or something else, than delegating your control to someone else. There is literally nothing more out of control than like giving that away. So kind of what we're going to touch on today is like, how do you get, how do you understand and get your brain to a place where you actually feel in control and you don't feel like you have to delegate that? But my whole point with that little mini rant was that I understand how this feels because I, I went through this. I felt so out of control at points in my eating years ago that I probably would have, I honestly, if that shot had been available, I probably would have wanted to go try it. (laughs) Probably would have figured out a way to like try it at least once or called some doctors or something because I just was like, somebody else has to take care of this for me. I don't know how to do this. And when we do that, we just, we ignore the fact that You're the only one who is in control and who is ever going to be able to be in control. And really the problem with the shots, the surgeries, the pills, nothing about what you're doing now has to change. You can do the exact same things. You can eat the exact same diet and you'll still lose weight because these other things are changing your body's physical ability to eat, to take in food, to take in calories. You physically can't take in the same amount. So you don't really have to do any work. And it kind of reinforces that for you, that that you don't have to do any work to lose weight. You don't have to change. You don't have to go on a crazy diet. You don't have to restrict yourself. You can do exactly what you're doing now and you can still lose weight. And it's going to be great. And our brain really loves that because more than anything, our brain wants to be efficient. It wants to, it doesn't want to change because that's not efficient. That takes effort. Truly, this is part of our, the um, development of our brain is to be efficient, to use as little energy as possible to get through the day. And I'm sure like when I say it like that, you can be like, oh yeah, I can see where that shows up for me. And that isn't your fault. That's how your brain is wired. Every brain, every brain is wired to be extremely efficient. So wanting to find a solution that just does all the work for you, of course that's appealing. Of course that it's appealing. So... But it gives us the false idea that something outside of us can give us control or can do better than we can. And that's just not true. It teaches us that you don't actually have control and that you're always going to need to seek something else outside of you in order to be in control, if that makes sense. We're like trying to delegate the control that we could never possibly get our brains to a place where we feel like we're in control, where we feel like we don't want to eat cookies all of the time. 
that's not helpful. <laughs> that, that place is not helpful. You're never going to be able to lose weight permanently to, to get yourself to a place where you are in control. If you constantly thinking that that has to be coming from something outside of you, it's just not true. So I had a discovery call with a woman who had gastric bypass surgery. So I think it was like two, three years ago, she had had the surgery to shrink her stomach and the surgery was intact. So I asked her that because she's coming to me wanting to lose weight. I can't remember um, how much weight she wanted to lose, but she's coming to me wanting to lose weight. And she said, I had the gastric bypass surgery and I want to lose weight. And I said, is it still intact? You know, is it, do you still have the surgery? Because those types of surgeries, um, there's different ways of doing them. There's one that's a band that's kind of like put over your stomach. There's one that's staples. So it's not necessarily like they remove part of your stomach. A lot of times they just kind of close off part of your stomach and you can have that basically undone, have that surgery undone. She's like, oh yeah, it's still intact. It's still there, but I've gained all the weight back or a significant portion of it, which I just found so interesting. And I said that to her, I was like, so, you know, not right at that point, but as we went through the call, I said, do you see that, you know, you, you had the surgery, but it didn't alter your brain at all. It didn't change your habits at all. It just put a physical limitation on how much you could eat. And once your brain figured out how to overcome that, you gain the weight back and your brain is exactly where it was before you had the surgery. Nothing has changed. Your brain is still wanting to get pleasure from food, to avoid emotions by using food, to overeat in order to feel good. Your toddler brain is still running the show and making all your food decisions. That's why the weight has come back. And that's why these, that the surgery, the like, didn't work essentially, because it didn't change anything for you. Your brain didn't change. It didn't have to do any work. It got to sit back and still use food to help with emotions, still use food to get its pleasure in life. Now it was getting less of it for a time, but then it figured out how to overcome that. Your brain figured out how to overcome the physical limitation of the surgery. And it was just a kind of a reminder. Weight doesn't come from what we eat or how much. I mean, it does literally. But behind that is our brain telling us to eat. Weight really comes from why we're eating, what is going on in our brain so much more than what we eat or how much we eat, which is why I preach all the time. You don't have to diet. You don't have to restrict. You don't have to cut out this list of foods 
in order to lose weight. You have to take it a step backwards or a step beyond that maybe is a better way to phrase that up to your brain. That's where this is all coming from in the first place. And if you can solve for your brain, everything else falls into place and it becomes really easy. And so that's what we ended up talking about on this call was, you know, her brain had overcome the physical limitation of the surgery. So let's, let's work on your brain. Let's go to the source where this weight is coming from and figure out why your brain is choosing food to help it deal with emotions and how do we actually deal with that, deal with our emotions without using food. That's exactly what I do. That's what I teach is a step-by-step process to work through emotional eating. Make it really simple and really doable. So, and then I have a significant number of my, of people who work with me have done the Ozempic shot. That's because I work really closely with a physician who actually offers it. So he offers the Ozempic shot to his patients and some of them come to me and they've done Ozempic and it worked, but then the weight came right back. As soon as they didn't do the shot, the weight came right back. Why is that? Because their brain didn't have to change. It's in the exact same place as it was before the shot. It still wants to use food to feel good. It still wants to use food to deal with emotions. It still has a toddler making all of its food decisions. So some people come to me after they've tried it and it, and they're like, and then all the weight came back. And some people come to me and they're like, I can see how this isn't really going to change anything for me. And so I'm going to also work with you to help me change my brain. I'm going to do the shot and I'm also going to work with you to help me change my brain so that when I'm not doing the shot, the weight doesn't come back. And I'm like, that's amazing. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) But if the shot really fixed anything, it would be permanent. It would last. We would do the shot and the weight would come off and then it would stay off. But it doesn't change anything for you. Your brain doesn't have to change at all. It stays in the exact same place. It does the same things. It repeats the same patterns over and over again, even though you have a physical limitation now on how much you can eat. But that's all it does. It simply alters how much you can eat. It doesn't change your brain. You carry your brain with you no matter what. And a lot of people who have tried it say, I still, even when I was doing it, I still felt really out of control, which is so interesting. So interesting. It doesn't actually get you to a place where you feel good mentally from your mindset. Actually, physically, you probably don't feel very good either because it makes you pretty nauseous, I think. But like nothing has changed. You've lost some weight, but mentally you still don't feel good. Mentally, you don't feel happy. Oh my gosh. The number of people who, when I ask them, what do you, what do you imagine on the other side when you've lost the weight or what do you want on the other side when you've lost the weight? I want to feel happy. 
one of these magic pills, getting a surgery, take, getting this shot, that's not going to create happiness for you. Because weight loss, simply losing the weight, isn't going to create happiness for you. Your happiness doesn't come from the number on the scale. It comes from your brain. And the only way to create happiness is to understand what's going on in your brain now and where do I need to take it? I tell my clients a lot, if you were going to learn a new sport, your coach would say, okay, this is what's not working. Stop doing that. Don't practice that anymore. You're going to practice this and you're going to continue to practice that to get really good. And it's the same thing with like, if you want to create happiness for yourself, what are you doing right now that's causing you to feel unhappy? Where is your mindset? And when I say, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Where is your mindset that's causing you to feel unhappy? And what do you need to think? Where do you need to shift your mindset to, to help you feel happy? You only your brain, only that can come from your brain. It cannot come from a number on the scale. And so just simply doing the shot and seeing the number on the scale go down is not going to make you feel happy. And I think some people come on to work with me and they're like shocked that they did the shot. They lost a bunch of weight and nothing really changed. Their life didn't change. Their brain didn't change. They don't feel any better mentally. They feel the same. And it's pretty shocking and pretty disappointing. And that's why this is, it's so important. Take it back to the source. Work on your brain first and foremost. So these quick fixes, they're really appealing because there's no work required. A healthy brain is one that is repeating itself over and over. It's being very efficient. A healthy human is one that recognizes that and is willing to take steps to overcome that, even though your their brain is saying, don't do anything. You don't need to change. You don't need to put an effort. When people come to me and say, like, I see that my brain just wants to stay where it is, and I'm willing to overcome that, like, that is the sign of a healthy human. Because that's, that's a different part of your brain. You are utilizing a different part of your brain when you recognize that there's a part of your brain that just wants you to be where you are, even though you're not happy there. It just wants you to stay there because it's efficient here. It's safe here. We know what happens here. You really have to overcome that and become this human who's like, I see that. I recognize that. I hear that. And I'm moving on. I'm moving forward. I'm choosing to do this work. Mindset changes are work. I tell everyone there is work involved in this. When you come to work with me, there is work involved. You are going to have to put in effort to change your brain, just like you would put an effort to learn a new sport or to learn a new career. In order to lay down new neuropathways, you have to do different things. You have to look at what's going on in your brain. You have to Decide that you're going to think a new way and take new actions and repeat that. 
But the difference is when you have a, a process, it makes it very simple. You don't have to figure it out on your own. It's all laid out for you. And you can just follow that process and repeat that process. And once you've made this change, you never go back. That's the beautiful thing. You don't ever have to go back. You are always able to see that's the old patterning from coming out of my brain. And this is the new patterning that I am creating for myself and that I want to continue to create. And it's I see this in myself all the time. I can sometimes hear my brain calling up these old patterns. I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Or just how effortlessly I don't do the things that I used to do. Sometimes I think about like, man, I used to do this, you know, X, Y, Z all the time. And I just don't even ever think about doing that anymore. And there's no appeal to doing that anymore. It's so easy where I am now because I've practiced it. And my clients say that all the time. Like, oh my God, this is just who I am now. It's so easy. It's effortless. It's efficient. It's happening without me having to think about it all the time. So how do you create control and the opposite of desperation? Because that's really what's going on when you are, if you're considering a shot or a surgery or a pill is you feel very out of control and desperate for a change. And you don't believe that you are the one who's capable of doing that. So if you feel like that now, I want to kind of remind you feeling in control or having control is something that you create with your mindset now. And the reason that you feel out of control is because you're repeating to yourself that you're out of control. You are looking for your out of controlness in everything that you do. You had a cookie and you said you wouldn't, out of control. You ate all the dip and you felt sick. Look at look at me, I'm so out of control. So step number one is to really reframe that. Your brain, and this is how I would reframe it and this is how I tell people, to reframe it when I'm coaching. Your brain is doing its best to be efficient by repeating those cycles. So that kind of takes you out of it. This isn't something I'm choosing. My brain is being very efficient by repeating this over and over again. It's doing a good job. So of course I feel out of control if my brain is just repeating out of control over and over again. Reframing that for yourself is really helpful. It's very powerful. It puts you back in the driver's seat of like, okay, I can step into a new place by recognizing that my brain's just doing the best that it can. Number two, what can you think now that creates the feeling of in control for yourself? Create a plan. Plan for the toddler in your brain to pop up and want to sabotage whatever your plan is. So you're going to create a plan and then you're also going to plan that your brain is going to try and sabotage that plan. 
Knowing ahead of time that that's coming is very powerful. You don't need to be surprised by that. It is not a surprise. It is going to happen. And then being able to neutrally evaluate, (laughs) Jesus, being able to neutrally evaluate how you're doing, what's working, what isn't working, how do I move forward? That's like that athlete mindset. What's working that I want to continue to practice? What's not working that I don't want to practice? That's how our brain changes. That's how we learn new things. And only focus on one step at a time. A great way to feel out of control is to try to do too many things at once. And then you do none of them. Because of course, you can't do all of these things at once. And you write back to telling yourself, oh my God, I'm so out of control. I tried to do all these things and none of, I couldn't do a single one of them. That's never going to work. So you need to just pick one thing. That's where evaluating can be really helpful. It can show you, here's one thing that's working. Okay, that's the thing that I'm going to continue to do and I'm going to really practice. And another thing that I will throw out there and suggest, hire a professional who understands what's going on for you right now and the process to help you change your brain to move forward. Instead of hiring a professional to help you get a surgery or a shot or a pill, hire a professional that understands where your brain is now and how to move you forward to get what you want. I even had a call today and she told me, I I worked with a nutritionist before and they just kept telling me the same thing over and over again and they wouldn't listen to me saying, I don't want to eat six meals a day. I'm not hungry enough to eat six meals a day. They were like, well, that's it. That's all you need to do. And you need to do that. And if you can't do that, then, you know, this isn't for you. Don't hire a professional like that. Hire a professional that understands where you are and what's going on for your brain right now. Okay. It's my final tip. So that's our episode for the day for today. If you are interested in working with me, you can join my waitlist. That is how you get notified first before everybody else when I'm opening up spots to work work with me. You can join the waitlist at bit.ly, that's bit.ly backslash call waitlist, all lowercase. And I'll see you there. I'll see you in the next episode, guys. If you love what you heard on this show, if you're done with dieting, restriction, deprivation, and willpower, and you want to make a permanent change to your weight and your life, join the waitlist to work with me. You can do that at bit.ly backslash call waitlist. That's bit.ly backslash call waitlist.